Hi, I'm Mario Guerra, the two-time former mayor of the great city of Downey. And I'm here today with my co-host, Eric Pierce, the editor of the Downey Patriot. And you're listening and you're watching Talking Downey with Mario and Eric. So welcome. We're excited to be here today at the Columbia Memorial Space Learning Center. We have two very special guests with us, and we're so grateful to have them. I'll introduce them. To my left here is Ben Dickow. He's the executive uh, executive director. You're the president and executive president and executive director of the Columbia Memorial Space Center. Thank you for for being here with us. Thank you. And then the chairman of the board of the Columbia Memorial Space Center, also chairman of the board of Financial Partners Credit Union, one of our great institutions here in our city of Dollar. Uh, Dollar. Uh, Nader, welcome. We're glad you're here. Thank you. Uh, Nader, I always butcher your last name. That's why I didn't say it. Would you say your last name for me? Mogada. Mogada. I knew that. I just, it, it's a 50-50 shot. I've known Nader for, you know, well over uh, 12, 13 years. First of all, gentlemen, thank you. Yeah. You guys are an integral part of a very special place that we're sitting in right now. So, um, so Ben, tell us a little bit about the history of the Columbia Memorial Space Center. Of uh, the Space Center. Uh, so we opened in 2009. Uh, we're pretty much the last bastion of what used to happen here on the site, right? This was used to be a huge NASA facility. This is where all the Apollo spacecraft, and all the space shuttles were designed and built. Uh, this is really sort of the standing legacy to that entire history. Uh, the culture and history of Downey is rich, especially in aerospace, and this is kind of the, the centerpiece of that. We opened in 2009. We've been you know great guns ever since. We're a full-on space museum, hands-on STEM learning center. We do events, we have exhibits, and we do a ton of programs. Ben, um, yeah. how does the space center operate? Because it's owned by the city of Downey, sure. but there's a board. Yep. Can you talk about that and how how it operates? Sure. It's it's basically a partnership between two entities, with the city being the dominant force, right? Mm -hmm. So we are an arm of the city of Downey. I'm a city employee. All the staff here are. Uh, the building maintained and secured by the city. Uh, but we do have a private 501c3 foundation that's attached to it that allows us to fundraise for programs and things like that. Um, the city absolutely supports us as an operation, and then the foundation helps to do the, the fun stuff. So, Nader, tell us a little bit about your involvement. You and I were talking a little bit earlier the first day you were here. And tell us how you're involved in and how you're the chairman of the board. Well, you know, as a Financial partners, uh, which is basically got to start in the aerospace industry. A lot of folks who used to work here are members of financial partners. So that's really the connection that you know the folks who worked here in the sixties and the fifties and seventies, eighties, nineties. You know they were all uh, in, in many ways members of financial partners. So that's that's really the connection. And the first time I basically saw you and actually saw the center uh, was at the at its opening back in 09. And uh, little did I know that how much it's going to become a labor of love and, and affection and I think the connection not only between our members and the and of course the uh, the all the great activities that happen here but all the great learning that is occurring in the in the center and what it does for the community. So it's it's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. Matter you mentioned the, the the former workers. What's interesting to me is these you know retired former aerospace workers how much pride they take and having you work here and down in the aerospace industry. Right. Have you guys come across that? Do you guys notice that? No? Oh, absolutely. Um, we, 
we regularly host luncheons for them, mm -hmm. uh, and we always get great tenants. Uh, everyone who's still around still comes out here. Uh, I mean, unfortunately, we've been hosting a lot of memorials also because mm -hmm. that whole generation is starting to move on. Um, but they've been great supporters, and, and just the, the spoiler alert, I guess, um, the inspiration mock-up, which mm -hmm. we're going to be building a new building for us, uh, the lead of the rehab of that mock-up is being led by, <laughs> the lead team is a task force of retirees. So these are uh, these are retired engineers from the site, mm -hmm. most of them in their upper 80s, low 90s, you know, early 90s. Uh, but they come out now once a month, and they're helping us think through how do you rehab a shuttle that's 50 years old. Yes. These are the people who actually worked on the site. And I have to say, there's one thing that we're very prideful about here at the, at the Space Center is that a lot of other science museums kind of focus on the missions or the astronauts, which are all great. But we really try to put the focus on the 35,000 people who actually worked right where we're sitting to make that stuff possible. Right. Yeah. So, so Ben, tell us what, where we're at right now. Mm -hmm. Special room. This, room. this is part of the Challenger, yep. the Learning Center, yep. and, and so forth. Tell us, tell us, you a little bit about this and sure. mission control. Where are you? So you're in the spacecraft, which is one half of our Challenger Learning Center. Um, Challenger Learning Center is, is it's a network of, there's about 40 of them around the world. We're the only one in Southern California. Um, let's see, our nearest neighbors are Phoenix, Arizona, somewhere up in the Bay Area, right? So we serve probably the largest population. Um, this is a fully immersive simulator program that includes a mission control simulator in this, this environment here. This is a spacecraft, so a group of students comes in, they play the role as astronauts, they follow NASA mission manuals, and they go on a two-hour mission either to the moon or Mars for two hours, like I said, two hours, <laughs> launch the splashdown, and then they're in constant contact with another team that's right on the other side of that wall that's in our mission control simulator. And they're also following the mission manuals and all that. It was kind of cool because um, Dr. Mary Stoffer and her foundation mm -hmm. used to sponsor so many of the kids yeah, come here. Yeah. They I still think, do. Yeah, and I think the most fifth graders in LA every, County come here. Every fifth grader in Downey Unified comes here. Yeah, yeah, and so many other ones. Not. By the way, the, the, something was really special. We were talking about it earlier. So the Challenger was kind of known as the uh, educational mission, if you mm -hmm. will, because of uh, the Christian astronaut, Kristen McCollum, the teacher. So the family of the Challenger wanted to make sure to continue on the teaching legacy. Right. That's how the Challenger Learning Center. Exactly. What was kind of cool is that we had Commander Scrooby's uh, wife came right. to the dedication of where we're standing right now. Right. And she was telling us a story how he became an astronaut. And the interesting thing is she said, he entered an ad in the LA Times that was looking for astronauts. So this guy enters an ad because the astronaut for a couple of jobs. You know, that story is so great. Because, um, you know, astronauts, they're government employees. So yeah. they have to go through all the same steps that any you know civil yeah. servant has to do. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah, we've had Buzz Aldrin here. Yeah, yeah. Several on there. Don't knock newspapers. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Our editor of our favorite paper, the Downey Page, right? I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. No, I was going to ask um, uh, Ben, 2020, uh -huh. uh, the, the pandemic. Came. Yeah. How did that affect the space time? You know, it affected us in a very positive way, I have to say. So, so here we are, we're at Hands On mm -hmm. STEM Learning Center, right? We're going out and doing outreach programs, bringing we see about it from pre-pandemic, we were seeing about 100,000 visitors a year. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people getting their hands on stuff. So we knew right away that that was out. 
So um, like many people, we were trying to figure out what our options were. We took about two weeks to kind of catch our breath, and then we started to train ourselves up on how to do all of this stuff virtually online. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and it was great. My staff is the greatest staff in the world, uh, not just the city, but in the whole world. They took it upon themselves to just be experts at how do you do hands-on science learning in a virtual space. Um, that first year, we ended up seeing 100,000 people. We, did, we didn't miss a beat as far as our visitorship goes and our engagement with our partners. Um, this past year has been a little bit different because as schools pulled away from virtual, mm -hmm. they also didn't do field trips again. Mm -hmm. So um, so across the board, you know, we're looking for the next year to be sort of a big year of return. But, uh, but we're still maintaining some virtual programming. People can still book a virtual field trip, stuff like that. But yeah, it, it was actually, it gave us all these new tools in our tool. Uh, yeah. out, um, and really galvanize the staff. I think we're probably closer coming out of the pandemic than yeah. we were even coming into it. Interesting. So, so Nader, as chairman, you've helped guide this through a, a lot of different times, and I know you guys have a great working relationship together earlier, but you're part of the big vision uh, here and so forth. What uh, Can you tell us a little bit about the vision? He touched on it in a minute, but as chairman, you said the reason, too, is because of the history of financial partners, you know, 85,000 members, a lot of them have come from the aerospace. But you guys, financial partner, you've gotten into this and a lot lot stronger than most people have on there. So tell us a little bit about that, and number two, and then the vision that you guys are working on. Yeah, I, I, to be honest with you, I might, I might, you know, it might sound like overexcitement, but it isn't. I really actually see uh, Columbia Space Center as a, a wonderful foundational, uh, you know, uh, showcase for this community. Um, no other community in our neighboring areas has something like this. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, true, we started in aerospace, but we're really a community, you know, community uh, organization. And and uh, what I love is, uh, you know, any community that basically, uh, you know, celebrates its history and, 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 and takes that history and launches into the future, I think does really well. And I think that uh, one thing which I, uh, I believe is fundamental here is us knowing what happened here, great things that happened here, and then having our young kids in the community get inspired by it and the future leaders come out of it. So I'm really excited about it. It's a, a unique way of bringing the community together. It's a unique way to help uh, STEM learning, encourage STEM learning uh, uh, you know, with the kids. And, and, and it's, I think, a way that this community can distinguish itself from many others by really celebrating this. And I want to give kudos to the city, uh, city, uh, the, uh, city fathers and the city, uh, city for being such a supporter of this. Uh, because at the time when you guys did this, I don't think uh, people uh, may have looked at the, you know, uh, what the resources might take to put something like this together. But in reality, it's something that really separates this community from others. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited. We're excited, and, and um, I'm. I've seen great things coming out of it. You know what? I'm saying, I'm going to what, what uh, impresses me. So, this building construction started in 08, yeah. over in 09, and was it 12, 13 years later? The building itself still seems very modern. Yeah. yeah. It's not outdated at right. all. Yeah. Right. As there's more coming. Ian's mentioned that the space shuttle exploration. So, is that going to be on, on display? Is that the plan? Yeah. To be on display? Absolutely. It's not just on display, but you'll be able to go into it and right. interact with it. Um, spoiler alert again, there is another shuttle in the LA area 
It's not, uh, it's not the full first full scale market. That's right. And, and you can get in ours. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. So that's we plan to lean into that right. heavily. So people can actually get enveloped and surrounded by this thing. Yeah. Um, the beauty of our object too, of the of the inspiration, is that it really speaks to the process of STEM, the what it takes, the creativity that, that human beings are able to sort of leverage and focus on something. Like it's it's an object that was used as a tool to guess right. in the space, yeah. not just the sort of NLP. And you know, the, the inspiration has its own Wikipedia page, which yeah. I love. So if you <laughs> if you want to learn more about the inspiration, go well, Wikipedia, yeah. there's a ton of information yeah. on there which is kind of cool. I, yeah. I was proud to help name that, okay? Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, let me give a quick history here on this particular site. Like you said, this is historic. So in 1999, uh, NASA leaves here, mm -hmm. and, and, and there are 35,000 jobs that we lost in the city of Dallas, mm -hmm. good high paying job. So it was a contaminated super inside. So this, our city fathers before me too, have to figure out what are we gonna do with it? Mm -hmm. So for the longest time, we knew we have to clean it up and that's one of the things we did. This is the most tested site in the history of mankind. I've seen all the reports and so, I'm a part of it. So what Thanks happened- Thanks for telling me that. So, yes, yeah, <laughs> no, you're saying, perfectly <laughs> safe, There's a lot of Kaiser patients and Kaiser doctors <laughs> that have gone before you. So, <laughs> so then we have this 160 acres, and we're trying to figure out what do we do with it? Okay, so we said, look, we wanted jobs, okay? So we sold part of the land cheaper to Kaiser because it brought 4,000 high paying jobs yeah. to the medical center. We wanted recreation, so hence the park, Discovery Sports Complex. We wanted some retail, and the time down landing, and then hence Tomina. We wanted some entertainment and so forth for our residents. Then we wanted to figure out a way to try to preserve those older buildings that were there, building 190, 290, and so forth. And so then we had a, 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 a movie studio in Hayman, and we furbished everything there and so forth. And it didn't quite make it because, you know, it, they wanted better use for the land. And so they cleaned it up. They were there for five years. They met all the legal obligations and moral obligations. And for us, we thought it would be kind of cool to have a movie studio. It was cool. <laughs> you could see them filming. Them. Yeah, right. the problem was a movie studio brings in all their food people, right. brings in right. everybody else. They're there, they're there in the cocoon, and they go home at night. So it didn't really do much for the rest. And they have a movie. Most people don't know that Spider-Man was filmed right here, Iron Man. Yeah. It doesn't say in the bottom, made it down here, right? <laughs> so, so then that transition. But the most important part, we wanted to make sure that our aerospace legacy and history and to entice the next generation of astronauts, of STEM kids on there would be preserved, hence the Columbia Memorial Space Learning Center. And this was a big, uh, a big sacrifice for the city. The city paid for this building out of general fund. We funded it, well, they're still funding it. I mean, we funded it for many years. That's where you and I met, I was the mayor, I was blessed to be the mayor when we opened this in 2009, and that's the first time I met Nader, and I, we were talking, you were here that day in a different capacity. So, and I know you were here that day too. So that became part of who we are as a city to have this here. Mm -hmm. So the legacy continued. We then have this, all of a sudden, when they had walked in the way, and we knew we had to cover it up, and we had the, full, the first full-scale mock-up of the space shuttle. So when, when NASA came in and checked this out, they're like, oh, this could work, right? So we own this. They left it down here for us and we own it. So now what do we do with it? It's made out of wood. You can't put it outside. But and people say, oh, you got a real one, you know, you know, downtown LA. 
But this is historic, the scalability there. We've had astronauts came in here when we didn't have to display the tent, look up, and you know, Mark Kelly, when he came in here and he was the, the post-Columbia uh, uh, commander, under, he was just amazed at, at, that we had this. So it's really cool. City Council, and, and mostly Roger and I had pushed for the day monitor. Roger, Roger. Roger, Dr. Roger Bowser, a, a school superintendent, assistant school superintendent, and myself, we were the, the space nuts, right, and so forth. So we really pushed for the name mm -hmm. on there because it was inspiration. Mm -hmm. So hence we come now, fast forward, it's exciting to hear yeah. that there's this plan to have the kids come in and see that, to be inside of it, to to continue to explore, to have here and there. So, mm -hmm. and, 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 and not just the kids either, oh, because yeah. even as adults, I know I have a good time looking, looking through it. And I remember uh, Councilman uh, David Gaffin, yeah. uh, rest in peace, he would always emphasize the Space Center is not a museum. Yeah. It's not a museum. Right. Because a museum, you think you kind of go, yeah. you kind of look, right. you walk through whatever. This is right. a very interactive facility, actually, yeah. which makes right. it really special. Yeah. You know what's it, you know, it's interesting as we're talking about the inspiration. Uh, I gotta share a little story uh -huh. since, you know, uh, since we're having a fire chat here. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, as a matter of fact, one of my, uh, one of our uh, board meetings, uh, one of my uh, board members who's no longer with us, unfortunately, uh, Earl Washington, he was telling a story about inspiration at the time when Rockwell uh, had uh, had built, was bidding for the project. Uh, you know, the wooden mock-up that we have here today mm -hmm. Uh, the NASA folks, when they came to visit and they, uh, you know, inspected it, uh, they actually were served lunch in the bay of that, uh, of, of wow. the, you know. Sure. And he said they were utterly amazed by the fact that they could actually sit and dine yeah. in the bay of this thing that could, uh, was a replica of something that could be in space. And that was a, was a very yeah. interesting story to hear. The other part of it is that as you're talking about, so that's the beginning, but now what's the, what's, what's interesting is that as Ben always gets uh, lights up when he talks about it, is that this is going to be a unique opportunity, as you mentioned, that kids can go inside and experience what might have been inside it. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's, I think, it's it's a it, it was something that created the living experience, yeah. but it's something that can continue the, the living experience of the shuttle program in a way. Absolutely, absolutely. There's yeah. even a photo that the Downing Historical Society has a photo of Queen Elizabeth. Oh yeah. Visiting, and I think I think the, the inspiration is behind. Well, her, uh, she yeah. was inside. She climbed inside of the, the flight deck. That's yeah. Amazing. yeah. Okay. So here's here's another story. Uh, I thought that was really cool with the uh, uh, Boeing engineer. So when they finally came out and wanted to see the inspiration, this is you know recently, like 10, okay. 15 years ago, right? When we had it a couple of years ago. Oh, got it. So they wanted to come in and see it, and all of a sudden they look and they say, "Oh my God, you have an EVO." There's this big thing that I didn't know what it was, and a lot of people didn't know. It's these big giant balls, right? And they're all kind of attached. And I said, "Yeah, what is that?" <laughs> and they said, "Well, EVO." So when when the space shuttle went up there, they had to figure out a way to get more fuel and more oxygen, right? Mm -hmm. So the EVO, I don't know, stands for extended operations or something like that, right? And they go, "So what does that do?" He goes, "Well, that was used for fuel and you know and oxygen." Mm -hmm. So and he looked at it and showed me a picture. So the only one, the, this is the only uh, mock-up that exists because they mm -hmm. changed the design it's later. The only one that exists. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the other one went on the Columbia, exactly. which of course 16 seconds right. from getting on, uh, on our orbit right. uh, uh, perished. So I have a picture of that in my office out there, and and yeah, it's kind of crazy. But we own that. 
We, yeah. along with that, and I'm sure you're going to be displaying. Oh yeah, that'll be and, in there too. Yeah. And it's just massive. It's yeah. just these big balls, and you're like, what the heck is it? Right, right. But we continue to learn. I I love that I learned yeah. from those engineers. And I'll tell you, some of the Boeing and Rockwell people, are, are, you know, they love this as much as you. Yeah. And, 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 it's, it's, it's the stories. I know. You know, we went from the interview to sharing stories, but right. everybody has a story right. from of the, course. down the airways. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and it's going to continue on there. So. Um, so, I'm sorry. I was going to say, speaking of that, so I grew up in Chicago, the Chicago area, and space nut ever since I was a kid. And would just, especially in like first, second grade, just anything that I could get my hands on to look at pictures. And I absolutely remember reading about this site mm-hmm. at the time because I was just, wow. you know, absorbing all that stuff. So it's, it's a super thrill for me to be here. It's just it's such a fantastic job, such a fantastic position. Uh, but just being able to walk here every day and, and know what the history was and know that it's something that, you know, really inspired me yeah. to, to be an astronaut, but still to, to be in space. And, and Ben has really taken the Space Center to another level. Because yeah. I remember, because the Space Center has gone through a couple of directors right. that I remember, and Ben isn't going to say this, but, but but after Ben was hired, I feel that's when the Space Center really kind of took off. We're starting to see Absolutely. its potential. I'll tell you, we had... Um, that was one of the boats I regretted. We laugh about that. We were going to build a separate little building mm-hmm. and to put that in. So I'm glad we did now after knowing what we're going to be doing. It's much better. But the boat was a two to two on the city council to pay for the building. And my concern, I was a swing boat. My concern was that we didn't have any program, that we didn't have an executive director. Like, we're just going to build this. What are we going to do with the whole thing? So I voted no only because I wanted, and I said, we needed to get an executive director um, that's going to be able to manage and handle this and then set the vision for it. So I set in on all the interviews for that, and, and I, I did have a say yeah. in Ben on there, not that I could have vetoed him, and I'm like, and I wouldn't have on there. Uh, but no, he was, you know, he was very impressive, and I, I, I met the other candidates, sure, sure. but obviously that really paid off for the city because we hired the right person with the vision. Then later on, like I said, I was mayor in 2009 when we first met, but Nader's passion and vision and the history, and he continued to, to live to that, to become chairman of the board here, that you put in so much time. This is a, a really high paying job, which I'm being sarcastic. It doesn't pay anything. It actually devotes, it costs him and financial partners because of his time. It's so valuable. Sure. But you do that in, in financial partners. I know the board there and the people there, they're, they're so proud of what you do here. And they, they you know, they promote it and they, uh, make sure that to give you that confidence to be able to do this. So not a it takes one to know one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> well, I a board member yeah, also. So yeah, we're, absolutely. We're right. Blessed with yeah. you know, yeah. How how long have you been on the board now? You started like uh, ten years. Uh, the the I, yeah, I think it's about yeah. I think yeah. it's a, like, probably yeah. you were here. Think, you was I here before? You were here before I got okay. on. So I've been here for almost eight yeah. years. But you became uh, board chair about two or so years later. After. Yeah. yeah. So, so, but the, the 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 wonderful thing is that you know the board's job, the foundation board's job, is really starting now. Right. You know, and, right. and and with all the great plans that are coming uh, right around the corner, with the wonderful support from Christina Garcia and the uh, state funds mm-hmm. that have come, and Bob then Bob Archuleta, Archuleta, absolutely, mm-hmm. uh, great friend. They've really provided us with another you know platform to build from, right. and from this point on, I think it's going to be a lot of uh, you know, connection with the business community mm-hmm. to start getting more people involved in this so that we can build this, you know, mm-hmm. ultimate home 
for for inspiration. If you will. So I, I mean that's. I think today today kind of kicked off a little bit of a whisper campaign. We're only yeah. teasing everybody a little bit. Yeah. On there. We'll have some plans later, but we want to make sure people that are listening that have that passion on their and on their please make sure to call us here and, and contact us and we'll work with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, ben, we want to thank you for, for joining us yeah. today on, on Talking Down. We're excited to be here and we're excited to have the Space Center uh, in our city of Downey. And, and uh, we're looking forward, we're excited for the future of what you So am I. And we thank you both. You guys oh. make a great team. We love what you're doing. The man. Yeah. So, yeah, we love, well, I'll tell you, some <laughs> of the things, you know, it's put us on the map in so many other ways. It's sitting at STEM. Um, that, that you guys sponsor, you know, Rocket Fever. Right. I know that financial partners is coming sponsor with them. So these are engagements. I mean, City of STEM, we have how many people here? Over 12,000 people. 12,000 people yeah. were just outside here. Mm-hmm. And we got to learn about the history and, and touch STEM so and, and everything else and all these different things that are there. I love that. You know, and just before we close out, I do have to say, like, this, this center is so much a part of Downey's history. It's supported by the city, but it is a regional, it's yeah. a regional, right? right? Yeah. We're pulling from all over Southeast LA, from Long Beach, from LA. You know, City of STEM is an example of that. That is LA's science festival. That is, you know, what? We've got 10, 14 million people. Right. That That is there. And that was all done here right. at the Space Center with the staff that's here. So I think that really shows the potential of a place like this, of a, you know, modestly sized yeah. uh, STEM learning center. Yeah. You know what? I, I, I'm sorry. I just remember one yeah. last story, <laughs> which is really great. Okay. So the space shuttle, when it was coming down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of the things we reached out to Congresswoman Lucia Waterwell, I've always been a, a fan and oh, supporter yeah. of, of the Space Center. So we reached out to her and says, listen, when that thing is being flying into LA, we'd like you to talk to NASA, and we contacted NASA too. We'd like it to do a flyover right here where it was first built yeah. and so forth. And they did. Yeah. They did. They gave us the route. And I remember we were so proud, so many of us all outside there looking out. It was the emotional right. thing. Right? Kind of weird to think that it was emotional. But it did. It circled around and flew over City Hall and circled on the way to LA. And it was one of those moments that were like, wow. That was a great day. That it was a great, great day. So I, I have to add that because when you said regional, but we're on the history maps yeah. there. I always tell people, look, I was the, uh, the former mayor of the city that built the space shuttles and the Apollo capsules, and you know, also the oldest McDonald's in the world. So <laughs> we fed you to the moon and we fed you on yeah, the way. So, so folks, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Thank you both. We're so proud of what you're doing. Stay tuned because there's going to be a lot more discussion on the Columbia Memorial Space Learning Center. We're so proud of it here in the the city of Downey and our community. So thanks for listening on there. Talking Downey with Mario and Eric.